0: There are two kinds of secrets, the ones that we keep from others and the ones that we hide from ourselves. We are right at the cusp of something huge. We are at a crossroads and the future is completely within our control. We're living through the single biggest culture shift of our time.
1: This is the time for us to just really take charge. That's what revolutions do. They enable the impossible. Many of you are familiar with the project Frank began over a decade ago. He stood on the streets of Washington, D.C., handing out self-addressed postcards to strangers. He asked those strangers to write a secret they've never shared before, and then drop the postcard in the mail. Frank only expected a few responses, but his project went viral, building one of the largest social experiments of the past decade. I'm Kit Bodner, and this is The Growth Show. This has all transpired over what has now been a pretty long period of time, actually.
0: It has. I've been doing post-seek for for almost 12 years now, and it was kind of a project that found me out of the blue and turned my life upside down.
1: Yeah, like, did you ever want to, in that 12 years, did you ever just want to stop doing it? (laughs) (laughs) You would think that. I get these secrets every day
0: mailed to me from all over the world. And they're not all happy or funny or romantics. Quite a few of them are heavy and and they can be dark. And some people will read a post-secret book or visit the blog and comment about how the secrets can be a bit depressing. And it's it's secrets about self-harm and suicide. Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, in this country, suicide is a secret that we keep from ourselves. It's um, a topic that a lot of people can relate to. They have stories about. When I read these real confessions from the heart, um, talking about those things that people have never told anyone before, I feel a sense of solidarity and connection. And it kind of gives me pride to know that post-secret is this forum that gives voice to those who are unheard and kind of expresses these untold stories. So for me, even after 12 years, I still feel like a kid every day, Christmas morning, walking to my mailbox to see these gifts that people have trusted me with.
1: That's incredible. I, I feel like I would just like by the time like lunchtime would roll around, I'd be like, "Man, I need to like go run or do something." I got a lot of mental weight on my on my brain now. The fact. Well, that- I will
0: say that uh, I, I have had two back surgeries in that period, so maybe metaphorically, I am I am. Carrying this burden, <laughs> and I, wow. I do actually do a lot of endurance exercise, which I think helps me quite a bit with mental wellness.
1: So this all grew out of an experiment, essentially twelve years ago, um, that I think you thought was going to be fun and interesting, but I never, I don't think you ever expected it to get to this scale. Could you tell us exactly like how right. how it started and why you think it got to this scale that it has?
0: Well, when I started, I was a volunteer on a suicide prevention hotline. I think that kind of informed where this project went. I was also an entrepreneur for 20 years. And in some ways, I think not having a traditional artistic background, instead having these tools and experiences uh, and some skills with entrepreneurship growth and development allowed me to apply That to this project that was coming out of nowhere and grow it in a way where it could become self supportive for over a decade. Um, In terms of the growth of the project, you're right there as well. When I started Post Secret, it was this lark. I just printed up 3,000 self addressed postcards. They were blank on one side. And after work on weekends, I would drive to the dark streets of Washington, D.C. at night and hand out. These postcards to strangers—it it definitely felt uh, weird as this, you know, suburban father, husband, small businessman, was soliciting secrets from strangers. But I had this crazy faith in the idea. I didn't think of it in terms of uh, a profitable venture. I just thought if I could create this safe, non-judgmental place where people could tell these these stories of of truth and confession and connection. In a way that I felt I had this, in a way, interior life that I didn't always have a place to share it with. It could be something really special. But what surprised me the most is when the postcards started arriving, and I scanned them and posted them on the web, and the idea spread virally, and I started receiving secrets with postmarks, not just from Washington, D.C., but from California and Boston and Ireland and Greenland and Hong Kong. And the, the secrets have never stopped coming. The the blog itself has become the most visited advertisement-free blog in the world with over 700 million hits. Um, there's something about these stories that just has touched humanity, and I couldn't be happier about it.
1: Yeah, but what what strikes me about this is that you were on a street corner one night. You were handing out these postcards, and people have had, had to have given you a bunch of weird looks. They had to have said some probably less than positive things to you in the early days where I feel like most rational human beings would just be like, Oh yeah, this was an interesting idea, but yeah, it's probably not the right thing to do now. Like what, like really, why did you keep going? I mean, you have this faith in the idea, but that that's some big faith in that case. Well, I, I, I think you said it's, it
0: wasn't rational. I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> it did feel pretty irrational those nights. Um, and I think if you'd asked me at the time why I was doing it, I would not have been able to give you a good answer. Certainly, my friends and family didn't understand what I was doing. Um, but looking back on the project now, uh, from where I sit today, I think one of the reasons I was so driven is because I had secrets I was keeping from myself at the time, and it was through Post Secret and creating this safe, non-judgmental place where people could share with me that I was able to. To uncover some of the secrets that I had buried long ago, so in some ways maybe this whole project has
1: just been a, a journey of therapy for myself. <laughs> oh, that's that's one hell of a form of catharsis, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I think about people who listen to this show, they're they're business owners, they're marketers, they're salespeople, they're the people who are trying to, they're entrepreneurs like yourself, trying to get better and, and be more successful, you have found a way to tell a story that was just untold and just never existed before. And there's a lot of power in that. Is that why your stories have resonated so well? Why, why these stories? Why these secrets? Well, I think there is a paradox, paradox
0: right now in the world where we've never had more communication technology that's been available to link people, to allow us to share but the kind of sharing that happens online, maybe it's a little more superficial than, than what it has typically been in the past among us. I feel like on Facebook and Instagram, we're, we're projecting these images of how we want the world to see us. We're kind of putting on these costumes, maybe a mask. But the real kind of sharing comes from telling those stories that make us feel vulnerable. Uh, that take courage to dig down deep and admit to. I think that's the kind of sharing that allows us to deepen our intimate relationships with others, allow us to recognize who we truly are, and maybe transform our lives in in exciting ways. I think PostSecret, the platform, is a way of honoring those stories uh, in a non-commercial way on the web, in a non-judgmental way. And I think you see it in other places, too. Um, You can look at Humans of New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Brian Stan- Brandon Stanton as another way of uh, telling these stories and honoring everyday people. And in some ways, you can relate it to a business where um, you're not creating a product, but you're creating a marketplace. You're creating a place where people can share these stories and find value in those and in others.
1: Yeah, and what, what's interesting about what you just said, and that the, the key here is the vulnerability, the originality, the honesty behind all these. If you think about, for me, if I think about what makes a great leader, leader of a team, of a company, of a family, those are really the key characteristics that I think you point to a lot of the time when you see great leaders. Has, has this experience changed how, I don't know, you've been a father, how you, you know, lead people that you work with? Like, how has how's, how's this impacted you in those ways in that leadership perspective?
0: Yeah, I can see that happening. Um, I can see how I've changed as a father, um, as a person. Um, I see how I recognize leadership differently. For me, I think one element of leadership that gets overlooked sometimes is uh, the courage to be vulnerable first. And by setting an example, Mm -hmm. allowing a community to talk about what's really on their minds instead of what they just think others want to hear. Sometimes parents ask me, Frank, how can I get my son or daughter to open up with me the way you do at post-secret live events where audience members will come to a microphone and tell their secrets, not anonymously, but very publicly for the first time? And my answer is always the same. If, If you want to hear somebody else's secret, you have to be strong enough to tell one of yours first. And I think that applies as a parent. I think it applies in business to get to the truth of the matter. I think you can look around culturally, too, and look at our our greatest novelists or directors or comedians Mm -hmm. and see how, in some sense, what they're doing is telling our secrets in a way that we can recognize them and sometimes laugh at them for the first time. You look at the the routines of Louis C.K. or Chris Rock, and they're articulating these truths that we all can recognize in a way that sometimes makes us feel a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, Sometimes we laugh at ourselves. And sometimes it's almost enlightening that they're able to uncover um, elements of what we're all feeling and share it back to us in a way that advances us all.
1: Yeah, and with like with, with Louis and, and Chris Rock, I think one of the things that works there is that it's like quasi autobiographical, right? It's like it's like even Louis FX show was you know loosely based on Louis, and you know because it comes from that autobiographical standpoint. It makes them seem like less of a jerk, right? Like sometimes you don't want to be the the person pointing out the obvious thing, but when that thing's kind of about you, people take it in a really different way to your point, which has been, which is fascinating. And I think you do see that more and more across popular culture and entertainment than we've ever seen kind of historically.
0: Yeah, it's like the, the particular details allow us to identify with the universal in all of us. And I see that in the postcards themselves. I've got some in, in front of me here. These are very specific secrets, but at the same time, they connect us to our common humanity and feelings. So here's one. Almost every secret I receive has an image or a drawing or a picture on it. This one has a picture of King Babar from the children's storybook, and it says, nice. When I was a child, I was constantly terrified that my entire life was just a story being read by King Babar to his children, and that someday he would close the book and my life would end. So kind of a an endearing secret and here's one has a picture of the twin towers in New York City on the on the postcard. This one reads everyone who knew me before 9/11 believes I'm dead.
1: Well. That's in in and, and how do you not just like have your whole day distracted by this?
0: It happens all the time. Yeah, I've got postcards all over my desk right now. One of the post-secret books is open to a page of of Father's Day-related secrets. Um, For me, I just feel a connection to the story, and I feel so privileged that strangers from around the world have trusted me with these stories of humor and heartbreak and romance and hidden acts of kindness. It, It also helps me kind of recognize little moments in my day where I feel like it's a, a universal secret that I might be keeping. And, you know, maybe I might write it on a postcard and uh, put it on the website too.
1: Well, because part of this is you do, you know, in the books that you've done and everything, you do include your own secrets from from time to time, right? Like you, you're a true. participant in this, right? I have
0: one of my secrets in every book, yes. Uh,
1: which is awesome and kind of goes back to that philosophy you were talking about the other the other thing that's really interesting to me about all this is this idea of anonymity right like i feel like it's getting a bad rap on the because of the web and because people troll and do bad things in when they're anonymous on the internet but in this case it's it's kind of the most beautiful form of anonymity how do you how do you not go and track down that person with from the postcard with the the nine eleven that we just about how do you not want to know like oh who are you what are you what are you doing why why do you want those people to not think that you're alive like how do you how do you avoid that i think the questions that you just
0: raised are one of the reasons the power of anonymity affects us so much when we read these because each postcard is, om- is only six inches by four inches it's really not a sufficient amount of space to tell your full secret And so these secrets almost become like visual haikus (laughs) or, or like the first line of a novel that invites you to finish the rest of the story. And when you do that, I think you connect more to a stranger with a sense of empathy and ultimately realize that every one of us has at least one secret that could break your heart. And if we can feel that truth, I think we get beyond the illusion that secrets are what separate us what divide us. Even though that's how we feel when we keep them, if we can find the courage to let them out, we can realize the truth, which is that secrets are bridges. They connect us with others. They connect us with our true selves. And if we can be vulnerable and and let them go, um, they really reward us in ways that make our lives much more richer.
1: There are very few things in life that can be that are so polarly opposite than secrets, right? It can be so divisive yet so uh, on the other end bring people together in such a strong bond. It's it's kind of fascinating in that way. And so you've you've written a bunch of books, you've turned this whole movement into a play. The novel idea you just had was a really fun one. I hope you do that sometime. Like you <laughs> write a novel or, or or something off of a secret or a series of secrets would be a blast. You mentioned that this is an ad-free blog, and so you've kind of come up with other ways to kind of support the financial side of this community as, as it's grown. What's been the most fun for you to do? Oh,
0: every part of it has just been gratifying in, in the highest ways to take these stories and apply them to a blog or an art exhibit or an album or the books or my, my traveling speaking events or the play. Um, it, it's wonderful to see the stories bring come to life in a way that doesn't just potentially change the life of the person who let that postcard go, but can transform the lives of hundreds of people who are exposed to it in their own and exciting ways. And I've seen it happen. And uh, for me, it's been really inspiring because some of the postcards change my life too.
1: It's really fascinating. When I was thinking about our conversation, I felt like, wow, Frank has has to have a more interesting perspective on the human race than most people in America and in the world because he's seen this just incredible cross section of, of humanity. And so I guess I wanted to know, how's humanity doing? Are we are we are we doing well? Are we getting better? Like what what's the state of humanity, I guess? Wow, what a great
0: question. I feel like we all have secrets and when we share them, there's always one deeper that's waiting for us to find the the strength to acknowledge it. Through this project, I feel as though I've become more understanding and accepting and have more empathy for other people's stories and for myself as well. I've seen uh, stigma and shame uh, be dropped by very courageous people at microphones at live events. I've read postcards that make me feel that not only is my life more interesting, but the world is more interesting. And there's all these stories of heroism and frailty and kindness and connection playing out secretly, silently in the lives of people all around us, even people listening to this podcast right now. I've got three postcards in my hand as well that just kind of take people on this intimate journey into a stranger's life. This is one that has a postmark from Hawaii and a a beautiful picture of a a dress on one side. The other side says, I married someone I didn't love because I wanted to wear the dress. This one has a drawing of an elevator on the face of the secret, and it says, I feel guilty when I take elevators for one floor, so I
1: limp when I get out. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like your outlook on humanity is good. (laughs) You didn't answer the question specifically. So it it seems like through this experience, you're more hopeful and have a much more positive outlook on people in society than maybe your average person.
0: I think so. I think in some ways, I I feel like that character in that Mel Gibson movie, What Women Want, where he walks through life and he can just (laughs) hear what people are thinking inside. I've seen over a million secrets, and in some ways, I feel like this idiot savant where I, I can't forget them. They kind of haunt me in a positive way. And so every hour of every day i'm I see something, I hear something, I'm respond- I, I just remember somebody's secret in a way that makes me smile or makes me feel a little bit closer to humanity. Um, but there is something very fascinating about the parts of our lives we don't talk about. You know, there's been a, a recent scientific discovery that, The majority of matter in our universe goes unseen. The only way we recognize this dark matter is by the impact. Gravitationally, it has on other bodies that are visible. And I think our our human experience is, is parallel to that. I think most of what we're acting on are the secrets that we keep from others and from ourselves. And if we can find ways to shine light on that, to bring them out we become more aware of really what's motivating us, what's driving us, what makes us happy, what's painful. And we can share that in ways that hopefully don't just enlighten and heal our own stories, but the lives
1: of others too. When you, So let's say you're sitting on the DC Metro and you're, you're sitting across from a stranger. I feel like if I were in your situation... I would be just imagining secrets about people now because I have this big, robust set of secrets. Do you? Do you ever find yourself doing that? Does that happen?
0: <laughs> I'd say yes and no. I'd say <laughs> no because I experience it so much just going through the postcards. You're like I need a exercise, break. <laughs> yeah, that part of my <laughs> mind so much it doesn't work that way. But uh, I, I do love people's reactions to the secrets mm-hmm. and what they they tell me at post secret live events. Um, there are some reactions I have here that I've I've written down that have come from people that, again, just talk about how interesting the world is and the struggles that people might be going through in ways that that we don't even recognize. This came from a woman who wrote, I'm sure they switched my baby at the hospital. My son is 50 years old, and I love him, but I wonder what happened to the baby I gave birth to. And then another one, uh, this one came from a, a girl named Julie. She said... I used to sneak an extra $10 of my own money into holiday cards from my grandmother. My sister really thought my grandmother liked me better for years when I pulled out more money than she had in her holiday cards. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's a cleverness to a lot of these that are fascinating.
0: Oh, absolutely. It, it kind of allows us to see the, the sneaky part of who we are in ways that make us smile or maybe cringe a little bit.
1: Yeah. What's, what's the next 12 years look like, Frank?
0: Well, so far, uh, the most important part for me is just to, to preserve and protect this relationship I've been able to develop somehow with strangers where they trust me with their deepest confessions. And I, I guess my prime objective is not to screw that up and to continue to follow where the project leads in a way that allows the stories to reach more people and touch more people uh, just to kind of to keep it going. I feel like I accidentally stumbled onto something that had been there the whole time, just waiting to be opened up and shared. And now that I've got it and I've got this value and it's, it's connecting people and touching people in ways that I, I couldn't have imagined, um, it, it's very gratifying to know that I can, I can continue that as long as I, I do it the
1: right way. Are there, are there secrets you don't publish? Are there, are, there, are there stuff you're just like, that's too much? I have been contacted by the
0: FBI and the police about secrets uh, before in the past. When you open up your home address to the world's <laughs> secrets and you get over a million, you've got to be prepared for all, ton- all kinds. Yeah. I don't like to think of myself, though, as somebody who censors or yeah. moderates the confessions. I think of PostSecret as this clearinghouse. And wow. if, if people are strong enough to share them with me, I want to be able to get them out there to the world. But there are a few that I haven't, I haven't shared, and I'll, I'll tell you one now. Um, this was a secret that came on a photograph of a family. It was a family portrait, and written across the children's faces was the secret. My brother doesn't realize it, but his father is not the same as our father. And you could tell by looking at the picture mm-hmm. which sibling they were talking about, and that's a secret. But I, I don't doubt the truth of it, but I don't feel like I have ownership of that family secret in a way to out that young man that he might find harmful or unhealthy. So that's a secret that I'll, I'll tell you, but I'll never
1: share that picture. Well, Yeah, and there's, um, there's a lack of anonymity there, right? Like, you know, there's a real people and you, kind of in some ways is against um, everything that the community has done over the years, it seems like, too.
0: I think you're right. That one challenges the idea of anonymity. It connects also to an idea of family secrets, the secrets as families we keep as others, um, the secrets that as children in the family were kept from us. And it raises the issue of ownership. Sometimes it's a real struggle when you have a family secret. When you tell somebody, you're affecting others. And who has ownership of those secrets to tell and who can? Who can be affected by them when they're when they're shared in a way that that person didn't want
1: so for for people out there listening who have who have their own secrets they could obviously send them to you but what would what do you what do you think the best thing to do with the secret is
0: oh well maybe the most common kind of secret i get is
1: the secret that describes
0: the the longing or the want to find that one person that you can tell all of your secrets to. You don't have to yeah. keep anything back from. And I, I see that secret written dozens of different ways every week. And so, you know, it's helped me understand that secrets are the currency of intimacy. And if we can find that right person or that right community to trust mm-hmm. our, our deepest stories to, 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 I think it can create a great sense of self understanding and transformation and connection that allows us to be who we're supposed to be.
1: There was a great line around in- intimacy. I never really thought it that thought of it that way, but intimacy is a very difficult thing, but it's what really makes a story or relationship anything that you think about really powerful and really what makes a connection exist and it's fascinating that that's the kind of overriding uh, theme on, on, on every week of your your kind of arrival of the cards, which is fascinating to me.
0: Tying it back to your mission, I think it's through intimacy, through the courage to tell those stories that make us vulnerable. That's where real growth can come from. Individual growth, relationship growth, even business or venture growth.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Frank, it was awesome 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 having you on the show today well i
0: really enjoyed talking to you and one of the things i've learned through this project is there are two kinds of secrets the ones that we keep from others and the ones that we hide from ourselves
1: thanks for listening to our show as always we would love to hear your feedback tell us what you think by leaving a review on itunes